Hello, valued listener that I love. Thanks for listening. This is Storytime with Dave. I'm your host, Dave. I'm sure you're familiar with that at this point. This is like the 110th or 11th episode, something like that. And it's been uh, it's been a few days since we last spoke. I'm joined by no one today, just myself. And it'll be a brief, it'll be a brief episode today. I just had some thoughts and I had some time. More importantly, time is something I have a lot of these days. And yet I've been neglecting the podcast. I've been doing a lot of reading, but I don't know. I think it's useful. I've been hyping it up a lot. But at a certain point, it's like, okay, you need to go do something now. You can't just keep reading, you know? And how much trouble is it to make a podcast? How much trouble is it to make a quick podcast? It's so easy. Don't be fooled by anyone else. If anyone tells you, dude, I got this podcast working really hard at it. Liar. Unless it's really well produced with like sound effects and shit. That I could see. Even just mastering and getting the levels right. mm, It's not that much work, okay? And you don't have to do it. You really don't. I mean, what what is this to you? I'm drinking from my story time with Dave mug, which I have a mug with my logo on it. My woman got it for me. That's a good woman. You get yourself a woman who will buy you, you know, paraphernalia of your own podcast. I'm not entirely certain whether or not I properly used the word paraphernalia just now if I did. Well, good for me. And I'll take another sip of my paraphernalia. And if I didn't, then I probably seem like an idiot. So we're even, right? Now, let's see. Oh, man. Okay, so let's talk about this stuff. First of all, I'm almost done with the first Game of Thrones book. What a great story. And the hype is real. You know, I have been resistant for a long time to watch Game of Thrones because most of the time, if someone's like, you got to watch this show, I don't watch it. I don't really watch a lot of shows. A few times, and I don't even know, because usually people are right. Usually people are right. Like people are all telling me, you got to watch Breaking Bad. You got to watch Breaking Bad. And then I would say when they were doing like season four, I was like, okay, fine, I'll watch it. And so I caught up and then started watching from there. Like I watched the whole thing wherever they had it on Netflix and then continued as to see the, but it's better to, it's better to do it when it's over because then for like the last two seasons of breaking bad or whatever it was, I don't know if there were six or whatever, I forget. Then you get you, then you're at, then you got to wait for a year you know, between seasons and a week between episodes when the season's airing, one episode a week, fuck that, just wait until it's over, and then watch the, then you can watch the whole thing to your heart's content, you don't have to wait, plus they do that bullshit now, I don't know which show started this, and it could have been Breaking Bad, but I think it might have been a different show, they will release half of the season, and then... They'll wait like three months and then release the second half of the season, which is absurd. I find that horrible. 
I really do. But you know what? I think probably a lot of people have watched the Game of Thrones show. From what I understand, it's pretty accurate. You know, it's pretty similar to the book. I mean, the last season, they made it, like, kind of on their own. I'm sure that George R.R. Martin, who's the author, had a hand in it. But he hasn't even written the final two books yet. I'm sure the second to last book is probably in the works, probably almost done. But what is that sound? Can you guys hear that? I hope you don't hear that. But they're doing some obnoxious shit upstairs. What are you doing? It's ah. It just sounds like a machine. What the fuck is that, dude? Okay, it's off. I don't know what it was. It sounded like a blender or something. I hope you didn't hear it. I hope your ears weren't assaulted by that horrible sound. You know what? The problem isn't really the sound. The problem is that I get I get drifted off track. I get knocked off track. And my brain gets all flustered. So now we got to get back on track. Okay, so what was I talking about? Well, you know what? He's probably almost done with the books, but I just thought my coworker was reading Game of Thrones and he was like, dude, it's really good. And I was like, maybe I'll watch the show. Then I went to one of these book sales. Did I tell you guys? Yeah, me and Nate told you about the book sales. You got to go to library book sales. The next big one coming up is next Friday, August, not August. Friday, October 11th, I guess. It's October 11th, I think. And it's at 9 a.m. It's just next Friday, okay? October 11th. Like today, it's uh, October 2nd. So we're talking about next Friday. Let me check what it is. Yeah, it's the 11th. At 9 a.m., they're at Closter Library, and they have book sales. All these libraries have book sales, right? So maybe they have like, extra copies of shit or just books that no one ever takes out or whatever they sell them and basically all of the books if they're paperback are 50 cents can you believe this and then all of the books that are hardcover are one dollar can you believe this and the thing that a lot of people do because they're gary v hacks they go there and they've got little scanners on their phones and they're scanning through all the books to see which ones they can resell on amazon to make a profit I'm sitting there and I'm going, hey, bozo, I'm trying to read this shit, make myself smarter, a better person, a better storyteller, and you're just going to resell this shit and you're not even going to make much money. You just believe what Gary Vee tells you. So they bother me, but I'm hoping to get there before they do this time. But we'll all be there at nine o'clock and it's going to be cutthroat. And if I see them put their fucking filthy, disgusting snake jew hands on any of the game of thrones books besides the first book because i no longer need that book then i will slice off those hands as though we are in the game of thrones era which was probably around the year whatever 500 or something like that who knows i don't know when there were knights and for stealing you would have your hand cut off I mean, there's still some Muslim countries where they cut people's hands off for stealing, but the Muslims have a lot of work to do, let's be honest, right? I'm sure you agree. I'm almost certain that you agree. Even if you're Muslim, I'm sure you agree. Not saying the Jews don't have a lot of work to do either. 
The Jews have defined themselves morally because clearly we've left all morality behind in pursuit of riches and wealth and power. And it makes me very uncomfortable to associate with them and to wear the title of Jew. You know, and I'm no longer comfortable with it. I'm no longer comfortable with it. And I hope to steer us in a better direction using the power of Christ, though I will disguise it and I certainly won't call it that. You know, because then they'll be suspicious. So I'll call it something else, but this is all still in the works. It's a lot that I'm working through, you know. This stuff goes on behind the scenes, guys, and a lot of it takes place within my own mind. And it's a battle being waged. But I will come out as victor, and I, and it is you who will reap the spoils. It is you who will reap the spoils. Anyway, I saw the book at this one book sale. They only had the first book of the Game of Thrones series, but I got it for 50 cents. Imagine that. Good condition. Not bad condition. And I bought it. And I'm like I always tell you, I'm not a fast reader, but if something really gets me hooked, then I can get through it pretty quickly. And, um, you know, these books are about 800 pages each. Although the the books are smaller like they're literally smaller so it's probably more like five or six hundred pages but nonetheless it's pretty thick and i'm about done with the last one let's see what just happened um what just happened they just got word okay well spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it if you want to watch the show or if you want to read the books to be honest with you i had spoiled the show for myself because I remember a few months ago, or maybe it was a year or two ago, but it was like the second to last season. It was the the season finale of the second to last season. I had never watched the show, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to spoil the show for myself, so I won't pour a bunch of time into it watching the show. I'll just spoil it for myself, then I won't want to watch it. So I watched a random episode where like Daenerys is riding her dragons, right? So I've already spoiled that part of the story for myself. I know that there's going to be dragons. I know that, you know, the, the winter is coming and like the others or whatever they call them, the white walkers or whatever. I know that they're going to war and like Jon Snow and shit and he's leading. The, love Jon Snow, by the way, even in the first book. He's currently on the, at the Night's Watch. And Maester Aemon just asked him if he wants to go, like, avenge his father, basically, or uh, fight with Rob and the Starks. If he wants to leave, he's like, dude, I would understand. And so John right now is making the decision, although it cuts away. You know, if you read the book, all the chapters are basically just characters. It's cutting from one character to the next. So it's not like chapter five, chapter six. No, it's like, it's like Ned. And then you read what's going on with Ned and you figure out what's going on with that then it cuts to John and then you were John then it cuts to Caitlin and then you're with Caitlin and then you're with Daenerys right and it's just cutting from each character that's why it probably translated really well to a tv show anyway but anyway the sh the, the book's really good almost done with it wild shit is happening so I need to there's a bunch of storylines that are like open right now like Arya just got captured by like Yorin in the city right after her dad Ned just got decapitated by Joffrey that faggot sorry for my language but if you know the story then you know that Joffrey's a huge faggot because there was an agreement there was an agreement 
They were going to let Ned live. And I loved Ned, man. Rest in peace. And they killed him. I mean, it was Joffrey's move. Even Cersei. Even Queen Cersei was like, you can let Joffrey live. We'll send him to the watch. But then Joffrey, last second in front of this big crowd, changed his mind like a fag. He's a fucking fag. He's a little 15-year-old. Oh, God. Made me so mad. But little do they know, Jamie Lannister is has been taken held prisoner by Rob because Rob, like a baller, totally won up Tywin Lannister, right? <laughs> people who don't people who don't know the story have no idea what I'm talking about. People who watch the show or read the books right now are like, yes, Dave. Yes, you're right. Oh, man. But you guys probably think I'm a scrub because you're like, bro, you don't even know. Because I know, like, all of these people end up dying except for, like, Jon Snow, you know, and, like, maybe Daenerys. I'm not even sure. I know all these people end up getting fucked up. But as of right now, I'm just taking it as it as it comes. And spoilers to me, I don't mind a spoiler. Like, sure, it takes away from some of the surprise and the shock value if you were to watch it. Or, or read it from scratch. But I think it all it also creates intrigue for me. Because I'm like... Because like, okay, right now in the story, like Daenerys is kind of fucked. Because Cal Drago is dying. Like, Cal Drago got fucked up in that battle. And now he's dying. And he is the protector of Daenerys. Because she's the Khaleesi. But now she's kind of fucked. But I know she's got the dragon eggs. What's going to happen with that? Because right now they're just dragon eggs. But I know they become dragons and she's like the dragon lord. I know this. What's going to happen though? Because she's kind of fucked. Like if Cal Drago dies, they're going to fucking kill her. <coughs> anyway, that's where I've been reading. Where are we at right now? We're at 14 minutes. I can tell you a few more things. As far as comedy goes. Um, oh, well, I can tell you what else I've been reading. Well, let me do a quick comedy update and then I'll tell you what else I'm reading. We'll call it a day. We'll call it an episode. Hold on one sec. Okay, I'm back. My my dad blew up my spot. He had to use the downstairs, the basement. That's usually where I record because it tends to get a better sound down there. Although it's not the best. I would be, you know, I'd be doing myself a lot of good if I tried to convert something in my house into kind of like a studio. I know you can probably hear insects now and like the crickets from outside that's because i'm all the way upstairs and the windows are open um but anyway yeah maybe i'll do that i'll try to because it's 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 not so hard to like soundproof a room you don't have to like break the bank on it you can put up like blankets and shit or towels you just want to like damp dampen out the sound so i could probably do something like that like oh there's a like okay this is see wait check this out check this out hold on hold on there's a little closet room. How does that sound? Does that sound better? Now I'm literally in the closet. I'm like R. Kelly. I'm trapped in the closet. Dude, does this sound better? It probably does, right? There seems to be... I mean, there's like a, a little bit of echo. The ceilings are kind of high. But I'm sure it's a lot better than what you were just hearing in the other room. This is definitely better, right? See, we're experimenting. We're learning and growing together like a family. Um, okay, so so what was I going to say? I was going to say about comedy, just on a brief note, um, you know, 
you sh- you guys should listen to Tim Dillon's podcast. I cannot recommend that enough. And you should be following Andrew Schultz because Tim Dillon and Andrew Schultz are, um, if you're a young comic like myself, they are they're creating the new they're creating the new comedy. Like they they are, if you you could see through them what comedy is becoming and what it will be moving forward and there will probably always be room for the generic kind of regular old comedy where it's like set up punchline and it's very clear that it's rehearsed which i get so bored by it now dude and it's like some of it i'm like that's great joke writing and whatnot i'm like wow that's really creative and clever but it bores the fuck out of me even when it's at its best I'm like, this is so, I'm like, no, I don't know, man. I've been thinking a lot about it and it's hard. I'll figure out how to say it better, but it's just tricky. I don't want to like make anyone mad. I don't think that you're a hack necessarily for doing that kind of comedy. Like, it's not like I don't respect that kind of comedy. I know that's like the standard form of comedy. That's how you get laughs. And that's how it's, that's the traditional way. But I just think there's a new way. It's more fun to do. It's higher degree of difficulty, but the payoff is way better. It's way more natural. And those who are legitimately funny off stage can reap the most benefit from it. Like if you're not funny off stage, then you can go on stage and you can do your act that you've rehearsed and tell your jokes that you've written and remembered word for word. You can do that and you can get laughs, but you can't do this. You know, you can't go up there and riff on an idea or something and just rant and get laughs out of it. It's going to be weird. It's going to be out of your element, but it has been the most fun I've been having on stage probably is when I am doing that. And I mean, I've been telling you guys about it, but it's like, I'm figuring it out a little bit. I mean, it's going to take a while. It really is. But I'm at the point now where I can go up there, even with these jokes that I have, and I like meander around with the joke. Um, I did it, you know, basically in a week, I had two shows where I did like 15 minutes on each of the shows. And on each of those shows, I did two jokes. Imagine that. Two jokes, 15 minutes, two jokes. And on the one of them, I didn't even finish the second joke. And that's what I mean by meandering. It's like, oh, it's hard to explain. I am just, I'll probably have to sit down and think about this some more. And then I'll be able to describe it better to you what I'm doing. But these jokes used to be like two, three minute jokes. And now I just stretch them out. And I, but in that deliberately, it's like, I'm more reacting. I'm not thinking like, oh, at this part, I'll make that last 30 seconds. It's not like that. It's more like I say something on stage and then something new pops in my head and I'm like, oh, say it, just say it right now. It's more reactionary. If the crowd's reacting, then I'll react to the crowd and I'll continue down that little path and then we'll veer the fuck off course. And then I'll be like, oh, wait, yeah, I was telling you guys about this. Hop back on track, get back on the joke. But then this leads to a situation where a three-minute joke can actually be literally 15 minutes, you know? 
Like that's how far off track things can become. Crowd work mixed in. I've been doing a lot more crowd work. Crowd work, super fun, very valuable. I actually saw one of these Greg Dean videos. Greg Dean's like, you can look him up on YouTube. I mean, look, you know, the guy has like comedy, like a comedy class in LA. Some of the stuff he says is like, it's a pretty good point. Um, But he's teaching you traditional comedy, you know? And I remember, I think it was him, but I forget who it was. But he was talking about crowd work. He's like, you want to be careful with crowd work because you might say something so much funnier than your material that when you do your material, it won't seem as good. And I was like, what kind of logic is that? And I don't want to put words in his mouth. I'm not sure if it was him or if I heard this for someone else. But they were basically saying, don't do crowd work or be careful with it because you might be too funny with the crowd work. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Be as funny as possible. Who cares if the crowd works funnier than your material? I'm like, then that's great crowd work then, you know, and then just, I don't know, like, or, or, or you can, and you can, you can put crowd work into the material as well. You can scatter some crowd work throughout the material, set it up like that. But I was like, that is so silly. That is so silly to not do crowd work because you're worried it'll be too funny. What the fuck? Why are you up there to be funny? Hopefully as funny as possible. Okay. Anyway, last thought. Last thought and we'll be done here. I'm reading this book or listening to the audio book. It's called Family of Secrets. It's about the Bush dynasty. But really it'll teach you it's more about these families that control everything, that really pull the strings in our government and really run this country. Dude, it's fucking nuts. You have to check this out. You're not going to read it. I know you're not, but you might. Listen to the audiobook. They got a really good audiobook on Audible, okay? And you can get the silver. This is what you're going to do. So you don't have to pay $15 a month for audio for Audible. It's too much. You can pay $7 a month. You get the silver plan. You're going to get one credit every other month. But it's fine. Because like I said, as soon as you finish a book, you return it. You get unlimited returns. I just restarted my subscription because they caught me. You know how I told you guys that I kept returning even though I canceled my account? I kept returning. Well, I tried to return again. And I got this woman. And she was like, Bro, we've already let you return eight books after you canceled. And I was like, this is bullshit. And then I tried to open a chat with a different person. I got a different customer service representative. And then they said the same thing. They were like a little nicer. But they were like, look, man, we can't. You already returned eight books. We can't let you do it. You got to wait six months to return again. Or you can start a new account or resume your account. And you can get unlimited books. I was like, bro, I don't have that kind of money to resume my account. And then this person was like, why don't you get the silver account? Because it's only $7 a month instead of $15 a month. I was like, you got yourself a deal. Am I going to be able to return unlimited amount of books? And they were like, yeah, you can return unlimited amount of books. And I was like, then you got a deal, motherfucker. So we together had a deal. I got the silver plan. That's what you're going to want to get. Audible, the silver plan. It's only $7 a month. Way better than the $15 a month, okay? You're going to have unlimited returns. Basically means you got unlimited books, you know? And then every other month, you'll get a new credit, so you can have two books at once, and then three books at once, and then you can bounce around between the books. That's what I do. And I'm working with like six credits now, maybe seven. 
I'm loaded with credits, guys. I've got seven books at once. And I've got all the books that I downloaded. Oh, you know what? I tried to read fucking Infinite Jest. Fuck that book. That book fucking blows. That book sucks dick. Don't read that book. Nate and I will battle about this on the next podcast. I'm going to talk so much shit. I listened to an hour of the 56-hour audiobook. It was the worst hour of my life. I really... I would rather get pancreatic cancer than to have to listen to all 56 hours of that book. Anyway, you should really check out this book. Dude, I really should just finish... I should finish the book because I'm like... 20% 20% done with it, and it's already blown my mind. Like, dude, JFK, it was an inside job, and there's no doubt. It was an inside job. This is the problem. You guys are going to think I'm a crazy nutcase now. You're going to think I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist. But if only you knew, if only you knew the truth, you need to check. It's called Family of Secrets, okay? And it deals with a lot of this stuff. But this guy focused on the bushes, and it was basically because... He wanted to investigate, I think it was like around 2004, he wanted to investigate like the Iraq war. Because he was like, this is kind of bullshit that we're going to war. This guy's an investigative journalist. His name is Russ Baker. He's not a nutcase. He is not a nutcase, I repeat. He is not a nutcase. He's not what you'd expect, the type of person who would write a book like this. But he just started investigating the Bush family. And he kept finding stuff. And it kept going back and back and back and back. All the way back. Early 1900s, you know? And he kept finding stuff. Weird. Hmm, that's suspicious. That's weird. That's suspicious. Over and over and over and over and over again. And the more you, you know, the deeper I'm getting into this book, I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Because at first, there's so many names. It's so hard to keep up with. There's so many names. You got to imagine. You know that episode of, you know that episode of, it's always sunny in Philadelphia where Charlie has like the the whiteboard or whatever, the, the cork board. And he's got all those names and he's like crazy. He's like, this guy and this guy. And there is no Janet. There is no Janet or whatever. I don't know if it's Janet. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? Have you ever seen that episode? He's working in the mail room and he's got all these names on a wall. And there's like lines connecting all the names. And he's like supposed to be like a crazy psychopath, you know. Like a representation of a conspiracy theorist, you could say. And and that's the thing. With these people, they're so thorough that that's what it requires. You to keep peeling back layers. And then you say, well, this guy's here, but he's also here. Well, that's weird because he's friends with this guy. And they've been family friends for 10 years. Well, hang on a second. This guy said he doesn't know this guy. But it's very clear they've known each other their entire lives. Why would he say that he doesn't know him? And why is there this convenient alibi for this? And why did he do this? Oh, but this guy knew that. Like, that's what it is. I'm telling you. I'll try to explain some of this stuff as I listen to it. It's hard for me to follow. But the main ideas you can follow. And this guy, Russ Baker, he lays it out really nicely. And basically, he's not... He comes off really legit because he's never saying like dude george hw bush knew about like he was in on the plot to kill jfk and so was lyndon b johnson and all these people these oil guys they're all you know um like 
whatever they, they 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 have this big network of people and they were all kind of in on it that's what it seems but he's not saying it like that he's saying like isn't it weird that this guy knew this he's just asking questions it's all laid out like that and he never really makes a determination but he's saying i discovered this and this it's all sourced it's sourced out the ass everyone he spoke to is named you know very few anonymous accounts these are people who are named it's through their memoirs or his interviews with them or other interviews that they have with different people. He is so thorough. But the thing is, you know, like, but that's like the thing that makes it seem more legit is that he's never saying like, dude, this happened, this happened. They're all crazy. They're all fucked up. He's not saying that. He's like, isn't it strange? He's like, isn't this weird? And when you take this into account, doesn't this make you think that maybe this is true? You know, it's kind of like, He's just leaving it open-ended. But I'm telling you, this shit will blow your mind. It's called Family of Secrets. I'll probably do a comprehensive podcast on it when I've totally finished listening to it, the audiobook. But for now, I would just heavily recommend it. I know I've recommended a lot of books to you guys. If you're interested in this kind of thing, this will fucking blow your mind. It really will. It's amazing. And this is my new studio, by the way. I'm exiting my new studio. Thank you for listening. You know I love you. Always will. You take care. Bye.